0: This is Just Football. Hello, yes, welcome to another episode of Just Football, the podcast that goes from Champions League to non-league and a little bit of everything in between. This week, we have another guest with us, um so sorry i should just say first it's myself dan p we've got dan s and dave so hi you two me hello. Bringing you in. but we we do also have another guest so we've got joey or i should give him his full title lord joey fitz from the game club podcast and two blokes from blighty so hi joey Thanks, Dan.
1: Uh, if you want, you can call me um, D- Dave, just so we can keep the Dan, Dan, Dave, Dave.
0: <laughs> I don't think we need the, any more confusing. No, it's good to be as here. As it you can never have enough.
1: <laughs> never have enough Daves.
2: Yeah,
0: but yeah cheers joining us, Joey. Um, so, yeah, because I've obviously been speaking to you for a while um, through my other podcast and your uh, Game Club podcast, but then when we set this one up, you started doing a um a secondary podcast with Josh from talking Smack, didn't you, about the yeah. Ted Lasso reviews?
1: Yeah, yeah. So so um we've done game club podcast for about two years and it started off as just like a fortnightly book club style talk about video games. It's since branched out into Slade, one of our hosts, doing like interviewing other podcasts. Uh, Dan, your your episode dropped today. Um which everyone should go and listen to. It's very good. And then there's another weekly one that myself and my little brother, Tim, talk about. Um, We just waffle for an hour. It's it's quite fun. We sing about cryptocurrency and nonsense like that. But we did just wrap up um, with Talking Smack, Talking Lasso, which was just series three, just reviewing the episodes as they come out and our thoughts on it and it was, a, it was a really good time but I think that was a lot of podcasts to be involved with so happy to step back just a little bit and, and just guest where I can so I don't have to
0: do any editing. It's always good being a guest <laughs> isn't it yeah. Um, yeah but during that show the, the the talking less so yeah obviously your love for Aston Villa came through.
1: Um, well, they're there and replying to every single one of your tweets with, uh, oh, with a picture of Villa Villa players. <laughs> no, <and> well, <laughs> this,
0: well, this is what I was going to say. Yeah, so, so Dan pretty much, Dan Essie sort of takes point really on on a lot of the social stuff. And yeah, I, was, I saw you responding. And at one point I thought, no, I'm not going to let you know it's not me at first because, yeah, I think, you, Dan, you were getting a bit with yeah, the Emmy Martinez
3: <laughs> It was borderline trolling. Um, I feel mm. so, uh, yeah. But
1: it was entertaining. Thank you. <laughs> Good, and that's what I aim for: entertaining rather than the trolling. <laughs> I did have, to, I did have to ask Dan P at one point: Is it okay if I carry on? Is this getting annoying? And you were like, yeah. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> no, just no, carry on. Just, <laughs> <laughs> at one point, I thought I'd just revert to Villa players just to just to stop the replies.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it wouldn't. It wouldn't have worked. There's no, plenty of Villa players.
2: <laughs> and to be fair, I've done worse things in the office
0: yeah yeah i yes. yeah. was it the, yeah, pictures, you know. the picture of soul campbell on your desk wasn't it
3: <laughs> yeah i remember actually getting rid of it once and it came back
0: <laughs> <laughs> unlike soul campbell right but um, so yes yeah, so actually tell joey should we just um do you want to get any of like the socials or the contact out the way now we'll do that now because once yeah, we start so. this train rolling it's
1: that sounds good. Uh, yeah, find me at um, Game Club Pod. It's Everything is at Game Club Pod, so Twitter, Twitch. Um, I think we have an Instagram, I don't know. Um, but yeah, follow us there and, uh, and and listen out for Game Club Pod, between two pods and two blokes from Blighty.
0: Cheers, um, what Before we get stuck into it, Dan, I think you said you had a shout out you wanted to do.
3: Yeah, um, we we had a new listener this week, um, Jamie at Talking Dad, who sent us um, a nice message um, saying he started listening and has really enjoyed it. I'd like to get him involved in the show at some point, um, but you can find him at Talking Dad
0: UK One. Brilliant. Cheers, and yeah, thank you for the contact. Thank you. Um, right, got a packed episode because I want to I want to do talk about a couple of things that have happened in the week then like i said i guess we should talk to our guest about their team for a little bit but might, i might allow the two minutes uh just before the quiz but the quiz is also i've had a bit of luck this week in the sense that i didn't have to do it joey has kindly provided one but i say kindly i guess let's hear what tortury puts us through with it because he's promised us um a, a difficult one so like i said doesn't matter for me because I've lost everyone so far. I've got to
1: follow soon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it first, Right. Um, in terms of football, that's the only things I really wanted to pick up this week, so we had the European finals, didn't we? We had the, um, the Conference League last Wednesday, uh, which West Ham beat Fiorentina. Um, any comments on that? I, I think for me, all I'll say is, again, we've, we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. There were some ugly scenes both off and on the pitch. Um, from both sides which unfortunately spoiled it but yeah a a cracking result I guess for West Ham now yeah
1: Yeah, West West Ham uh, it was great to watch them I don't know I don't know about you guys I think with your where your teams are based you might find it harder to enjoy West Ham doing quite well but being Midlands based I have no affinity to West Ham positive or negative so it's nice to see them do really well and I mean I'm a bit of a sucker for Declan Rice I, I quite like him I think he's a Good player. Every time I've seen him, he always claps the home and away fans. He just seems like a good bloke. And to see him lift the trophy was was lovely. But I do think that um Jared Bowen absolutely stole the show with his his goal in the ninetieth minute. Um I don't know if you guys saw Danny Dyer's tweet afterwards. No. Because so so they nope. they have um West Ham have a song about Jared Bowen. It's Bowen's on fire and he's uh. a- Chagging Danny Dyer and referring to Danny Dyer's uh, daughter. And Danny Dyer tweeted a picture of Bowen with the cup and he said, Bowen's on fire and he's cuddling my daughter or something.
0: <laughs> I mean, it was, like I said, sorry, Dave, just, it was a cracking winning goal to cap yeah, it, it off. Um, Dave, sorry.
2: Joey, what, despite so you not having any sort of negative or positive feelings toward West Ham, Mm. Surely with the same shirt colours and kit colours there must I, be some sort of
1: I can tell you this story the reason West Ham playing claret and blue is because Villa lent them their kits genuinely because Villa lent them the kit and they carried on the colours um years and years later so you know they're just emulating us and then hopefully we'll emulate them next year in the conference. <laughs> <week.
3: laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know about Dave and Dan but I West Ham are one of those clubs I'm not really too bothered about. Like I've, I find it kind of funny when they lose, um, but I actually wanted them to win on Wednesday. It was Wednesday, wasn't it? Mm. Wednesday. It was, yeah. I, I wanted them to win on Wednesday. I didn't think it was a particularly good game in until West Ham scored. I thought it was a bit, bit boring. Um, the only time I really wanted them to lose during that game was when they had the fan trouble. There was that, that little moment where I thought, oh, I hope you guys lose now. But I think I got over that got over that a little bit quickly um so yeah so wanted west ham to win in the end but i, I don't feel dave i don't know if you're the same as an Arsenal suspect but i don't feel I'm that bothered by west ham um and what they do and don't do every week
2: i would agree, i think they're quite inoffensive as a as a yeah. team there's quite a lot to like, like about them david moyes very likeable a so granddad type figure yeah they've got this weird thing with bubbles that's not the Michael Jackson monkey. <laughs>
3: uh,
2: is, is he the uh, I'm forever blowing bubbles? I have no idea where that comes from. Maybe we need a West Ham fan to tell us.
0: Yeah, are uh, there uh, any yeah. out there? Which I'm sure are loads at the moment. Let us yeah. get in contact. Yeah,
2: uh, they're, they're a nice club. I see, no, it's
0: because their heyday as such. Is is far enough away, so they haven't really done much in recent years, so they're less of a threat to the other Arsenal, uh, Arsenal clubs, London clubs. Do we think that?
3: Yeah, I think yeah, I think I think you're right. I don't know. if It's just because we have that, you know, enemies of Arsenal and Chelsea, and I'm sure they will say Arsenal vice vice versa with Tottenham and Chelsea. I just don't think West Ham offend me too much. And the other thing about Joey's point as well about Declan Rice, I really like Declan Rice but I feel like it's going kind to of sour if he goes to Arsenal. Like <laughs> <don't, laughs> I don't know if that light like for will stay there um, when he's wet, when he's wearing that red shirt this summer, but we'll see
1: how it goes. I yeah.
0: expect okay, right, it's yeah. the Red of
1: Arsenal or, or Bayern Munich, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, I, I can accept him going to Bayern Munich. I think that'd be okay, <laughs> but yeah, the Red of Arsenal, I think, will be a bit difficult.
0: And also, before, I, I was going to move on, but West Ham winning that means there's incredibly eight english teams in europe next year so it's what is it's almost um well was it just over a third is it yeah yeah, honest, yeah. we didn't qualify <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah eight teams and we're not one yeah MP,
2: i've got a question for you i know we're going to come on to the man city game yeah but from an italian perspective see so three finals involving three italian clubs and you've unfortunately not won any of them that- <laughs> How is that sort of seen back in Italy, I guess?
0: Uh, do, do you know, well, it, it won't be it won't be seen greatly, but I, I think, again, it's, um, do you know, what? I haven't had a chance to catch up with a couple of uh, family members about that, but I think, for me, it's just great that there were three Italian clubs in the finals, because for a lot of years, they've been in the wilderness, you know, just getting into the finals. Uh, I mean, I wasn't necessarily expecting Fiorentina to win, I think. I don't think anyone, hand on heart, was expecting um, Inter to win, although we'll come on to that. I think it was a lot closer game than people were were giving it credit for. Um, And the Rome one, Rome-Seville, just toss a coin for that one. I think it would have been. But I think it's just the fact they've got in. You know, I'm I'm not going to say here marks the the comeback, but um, it was just nice from my perspective to see three clubs. It's a shame, yeah, we lost all three of them, but, you know, that's the way it goes. So... Yeah, I think I think there's probably just gonna be uh thanks that they got there. But, but on that, let's let's move on to the Champions so League.
3: just before we move on to the Champions League bit, can we just um just mention because I mentioned this in a text to you guys during the week as well, the moment where the West Ham fans did throw that glass on, onto the field, I'm assuming it's a plastic heavy it looked pretty heavy what it is, mm. and kind of cut him mm. open instantly, blood gushing everywhere. And obviously really, really bad that it happened. But I also see the other side of this as well, is that he just got up and walked off. Like he was completely and utterly fine, blood gushing from his head. However, if that was a if that was a tackle and, you know, someone clipped his ankles or, you know, clipped his toes, he would be doing four or five rolls to, to make sure he got that free kick. So I think it's just worth pointing out that contrast between those two different reactions and the fact that he can walk off with a bloody head completely fine, but... Um, and so he doesn't get tackled because that would finish him off yeah type type thing
1: (laughs) am i am i wrong in thinking that he actually applauded the west ham's like oh yeah nice one well done yeah 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 like that's a crazy reaction to when when (laughs) when someone said they threw a a pint at him i imagined like you get the really flimsy festival pint glasses and it was like nothing but like you said dan there was like rivers of blood coming from his head and, and just turn around and be like, "Oh yeah, nice one. You're hard blah, blah, blah. winding up West Ham fans <laughs> afterwards, and then to take take corners continually throughout that. I think yeah, hey, it was great. It's, it's, yeah, it's we- quite funny. I didn't think of it like that
3: either. Is you know, if you've just been in a fight and you just had your head cut open to then applaud the people that do it is uh, yeah. it's asking for more, isn't it? It's uh,
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> joking aside, it's obviously a very not nice um, moment of football yeah. and. Hard at some of
1: the bad sides of football, but I just thought it was funny to contrast it to a tackle. Well,
3: I think no, it is, that, a,
0: it is a fair point.
1: I think that West Ham fans um, have a bit of a reputation with films like Green Street and getting this hard geezer kind of thing, and I think that they were genuinely trying to turn that around as a club with the the stuff yeah. they put out. But this this doesn't do wonders across for such a, a watched game across mm. Europe. It doesn't do wonders for the club's reputation.
0: Yeah. They agreed. No, f- fair point. Um, okay, moving on to the Champions League Saturday. Uh, so City won that one 0 with a goal by Rodri. Um, just quickly, my thoughts on it. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't necessarily a blockbuster of a game. Um, I thought it was a good game, though, in terms of everyone was pretty much writing it off that it was going to be a slaughter. Um, having a look at it, the stats are fairly even. I'd say uh, four shots on target to City, five to Winter, fifty-seven percent possession to forty-three, which we always know City are going to have more. Um, I think also, call me crazy, but my recollection is I I, I recall Winter having the better chances as well in that game. Um, it's All just crazy. a shame. Yeah, it's just a shame we had <laughs> Lukaku um, playing for City. you like on, on that day, but but yeah, I kind of I I'm I, I'm I'm not going to say much other than I thought yeah I thought Inter acquitted themselves well in in the final. Um, Joey, did you see the game?
1: Yeah, I, I was watching it. I said to you at the time, Dan, that. Um, I was really impressed with Inter. Like you said, Lukaku was by far City's best defender. (laughs) Um, Two (laughs) goal line clearances. Incredible. Um, But I was saying to you that he hasn't done himself and his reputation any wonders there, has he? For a player that cost 100 million quid two years ago to get loaned back out to the club that they bought him from and then to... I, I know that he's had moments this season where he's absolutely shone and he's looked brilliant and he's looked back to his old Inter days. But... When it really matters and the cameras are on him and the pressure's on him, it just can't seem to go right for Lukaku. Um, which, you know, it it's very easy for me to sit here in my my room and go, whoa, he's professional footballer making it look really difficult for himself. But I think when you're on the biggest stage, you have to he he just seems like the pressure gets to him a lot. And I felt like they looked in theory, they should have looked better with Lukaku on, but I actually <laughs> think they looked better when Jekko was on the pitch. Yeah, great.
0: I think I would have
2: buried that header.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Dave, what what about you? you, What what are your thoughts on on the final?
2: It wasn't a great spectacle. As a neutral, I I did want Inter to win. It wasn't great to watch. Man City were the better team, but only just. There's nothing special. I don't remember Haaland, or Haaland, I should say, having a chance. uh, De Bruyne came off injured. And... Of the chances, I mean, Rodri's goal was great. But of the chances, Inter had the better chances. I mean, that uh, Lukaku header is in a six-yard box, you stick it either side of the keeper, goal. But uh, he just he's headed it back.
0: And unbelievably, that killed one off the line as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, th- that was unfortunate.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, it was.
2: Um, I think uh, I really liked the way Inter set up. They smothered. that uh, they basically. Man City really, really well, uh, They just didn't have that. I suppose that quality that Man City do,
0: and and I think that is the perfect summation of it. I, I think you know City were the better side, but they are the better squad, right? They are the better side, but it's just it. It just felt like it's a real missed opportunity for Inter. I think that that's the thing. So not only you know I know a lot of people didn't want City to do the treble, but I think for a team like Inter to have won that 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 is more valuable to them. And it's a shame because they could have.
1: Um, I've well, made, oh. I'm sorry, I'll jump in. I made my feelings on City very clear in talking Lasso, and I'm not going to be sat here calling Pepper bold fraud or fraudiola like you see on Twitter. But I think if a manager spends a billion pounds in his tenure at a club and it takes him, is it six years to win the Champions League? I know they've gotten close before, but that's like that's an insane amount of money to spend on a squad and you know for for them to take so long to do it as well um i don't know i i feel like when west ham won the conference league even though it's it's obviously not got the prestige of the champions league you kind of thought oh this is great well done west ham you've won a european cup when city did it i was like oh well, that's really ruined my evening <laughs> because i just i just yeah i i find that it's not like there's no there's no love in the way that city operate i find the way they play i know that pep guardiola is a very good manager but i think if every manager had his resources we would not see city in the position that they're in now um and i know that bt sport drove me absolutely up the wall with their commentary with steve mcmanaman <laughs> referring to every player as their first name and i put a quote on twitter around them saying this is the greatest or most wonderful ending to any club story ever. And I thought, no, it's not. It's a team who have 115 financial charges levied against them that are still <laughs> ongoing, winning against a team that, like, Inter have spent a lot of money over the last few years. But like I said to you, Dan, I really think that this was their last chance of doing something Inter for a while because of the financial position that they have found themselves in.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, and and that's it. I think it's a narrative that because I said to Dan and uh, Dave in the WhatsApp the night uh, the night before as well, I was listening to Talks, uh, Talk Sport, and it's a narrative that everyone in the country had to love it like a fairy tale story. And I think you know that's no, it's not. It shouldn't be like that. Um, Dan, sorry, any anything from you on the on the phone? Well,
3: well, you know, I the last two weeks I've apologised for not watching the football for, from a weekend. Well, this yes. is the third week in a row where I didn't actually catch the final because because I was away. So I'm going to say my apologies again for not watching the game. <laughs> uh, I promised to watch any football this week though to, to kind of make up for it. Um, <laughs> but I, I just in general, I think it's good that Inter Milan didn't get turned over as Twitter would make you believe over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think it's good they made a show of themselves. I like Joey can't stand the hype around Man City at the moment and how this is, you know, the world's greatest team and the world's greatest manager. And this is the world's greatest achievement. Um, and I, I guess social media, you know, exaggerates about a lot, um, it, you know, BT sports saying that quote about this is the happiest ending. I hope it is an ending and they just go, you know, go, go in free fall with their financial results or, or whatever it is. um, and Joey, you can come on again if you talk about Guardiola like that because I think that's a man after my own heart. I just <laughs> the, the Guardiola narrative really annoys me, and I think yeah. he is a great, great manager. But I reckon I'd have a good stab at it with 150 billion pounds spent to spend on a team. He's, he's just been playing football manager the last few years to build up his yeah. squad. Um, so yeah, so yeah, the thoughts on that. But yeah, apologies, I didn't see the game, so I can't comment on what happened in it.
0: Yeah. But I mean, ultimate, oh, sorry, they've gone.
2: The one thing I was going to say, or I'm going to say, we have 115 charges. I think that's going to be the focus next. But what we'll probably see is Man City try to control the narrative, try and portray or project a really positive image about their story. Yeah. Yeah. What we have lurking in the background, we've got 115 charges. I believe UEFA are looking to reopen the case against Man City and appeal against the Court of Arbitration for Sport to uh, ban them from Europe. We've also got this other thing, I haven't seen in the media much, um, where Barcelona are embroiled in a potential refereeing scandal where they're paying technical referees. And it stems back from I think it's two thousand one to two to twenty eighteen. Pep was a managing Barcelona during that time as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, what's your space like I think like I like? said to you, um, there was a a media outlet reporting that it's almost like those charges were unfair and um that they've done more for the game because of spending all that money. But I think that's another story uh, or, or another episode. Um, but ultimately, congrats to City for that. <laughs> and also, you know, commiserations <laughs> to Inter. Um,
2: I'm um, sorry, I've got one more thing. I think, yeah, congrats to Man City. I'm not bitter or anything, but I feel no joy or excitement over it. Yeah.
3: It is a weird one, isn't it? And I don't know how Man City fans feel, but to, to have this while that financial stuff is being investigated in the background must feel a little bit odd, must not it? Because you know, you might get to the point where they're retrospectively stripped of that title. So it's it's kind
1: of it's kind I, I of don't weird. I isn't don't it? think they'll they'll strip anyone I don't think the I, title, I don't think but, they will either. But honestly, the, the few City fans I know are just uh, really enjoying everyone's opinions like we've just expressed there they're yeah. very much feeling like they have they've won and they've um can be very smug about it but I think if you're really sensible about it honestly and I thought about this uh, this is a very long time ago now or it feels like it when when Newcastle got taken over by the p i f and I thought about if if that ever happened to my club, I would feel really really um conflicted views about supporting and continuing to support a club in in the way that I currently do Um, the difference is when Man City got taken over it was before a lot of um, financial uh, financial rules came into the game so they could manipulate it a little bit more early on like Chelsea did when uh, Abramovich came in and they just spent well beyond everyone's means but I feel like what what we've got here is a demonstration of sports washing works, doesn't it? it's um yeah, yeah, yeah not that I'm bitter or anything
0: yeah <laughs> yeah, this will be actually a good episode or a good subject once the uh the verdicts have been passed, I think, um <laughs> but it'd be interesting, I think there's too much power in certain leagues and teams for anything serious to happen, so um mm. but that's just yeah. That's just my view. Um,
3: sorry, I know you're trying to move on. You've tried to move oh, on three times, so we keep on interrupting, <laughs> so apologies. But I was just thinking, you know, when we were discussing the Ivan Tony thing a few weeks ago and how suspensions should work, and obviously in other sports, I know it's individual as opposed to a team, but, you know, you take Simona Halep, for example, is under investigation at the moment, so she cannot play. It'd be interesting if they did that at a team level, wouldn't it? But Man City under investigation, so they're now no longer to play in these competitions. Until that investigation's complete, I bet that would speed it all up. <laughs>
0: it's, it's a bit of an out,
3: it's an out there for, but it's it's a bit weird to be able to play on while you're being investigated for something so serious.
0: Yeah, it's it's a bit of a it depends where the delay's coming from. I guess if it's the authorities, then it's not city's fault. But it's quite astonishing how long it's taken.
2: Yeah, it's, it's been back on for years.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and then it's it's a forgotten story almost, right, to a lot of people. Um so yeah, um you know, we've seen it in other countries where teams have been punished and rightly so. It's just yeah, why why does this one take so long? And, and maybe someone can let us know. But it's um yeah, it's it's an interesting one that's bubbling because certain sets of fans won't let this go away. I mean, all I saw Twitter has just been full of full of it, you know, in terms of like um United fans. Posting their treble-winning side saying that you know we did it without 115 odd things against us. So, yeah, but
1: but if you if you like going back to your point, if you look at Juventus um, and the the situation there, it happened last season and they got a points deduction. It continued to get uh, investigated. It was overruled and then came back with another points deduction when they found out the evidence was there to say that they were. Um, financially uh, inflating players values through through player trade so I completely agree this Man City have been dodgy ever since I've started really getting into football I'll tell you more about that in a little bit but in the, the like 12 or 13 years I've really been fanatical about football Man City have been spending far beyond everyone's means um, and the way that they do it just doesn't sit right with me um, yeah
0: no no Okay. Um, yeah, because I do want to just uh, speak to you a little bit about your team before we move on the only, well, not the only game, but another game of note yesterday, we had the Soccer Aid for UNICEF match, England versus World Eleven. World Eleven won 4 twos. Um, I think they raised 14.5 million, so that's pretty impressive, but... It was just notable. I I saw some of it for Robbie Keane scoring an absolute belter of a goal. I mean, I don't know if anyone saw that, but yeah, it's it's great. These old older footballers still are. And then Skulls scored an absolute belter and then got injured literally (laughs) twenty seconds later and come off. So yeah, well, (laughs) has anyone
3: explained why Ben Foster was playing for World Eleven yet, or is that because he's definitely English, right? He's he's got England
1: caps. Wasn't he on the wrong side? He plays oh, in, in Wales now though, so surely yeah. that's got so, something. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. God knows.
0: God knows. So, so Poch has come back already winning ways there. So uh, well well done to Pochettino. So yeah, Joey, over to you then. So you're you're a villa fan. Um mm. so do you wanna and, and it's interesting because you said yourself as well. Kind of alluded to it there. You told me you got into football quite late as well. So I guess first question is why Villa? How and why?
1: So I'm I'm from for my sins. I'm from Birmingham. I lived in Birmingham my whole um, growing up I, before I moved to Leeds um, for university, and that's where I really got into football. But my dad used to be a West Brom fan, and he'd follow them home and away. But when we were born, he couldn't be bothered to follow it anymore. And he used to tell us a really good story about when he went to Nottingham Forest away and crossing a bridge to get to the ground at Nottingham Forest. And uh, the, the Nottingham fans would be going up to people and going, have you got the time? And if they answer in a Birmingham accent, they chuck them over the bridge into the river. That's <laughs> what I remember my dad telling me about West Brom. But my granddad was the only one in my family when I was growing up that had any interest in football, and he supported Villa. He came over. He was an immigrant from Ireland. Um, he came over. He went to a Wolves game a Birmingham city game, a West Brom game and a Villa game. And he said they were all rubbish apart from Villa. So uh, I followed him and continued to support Villa. But when I was at university, my, my good friend, Ryan, who, who was a man city fan, uh, sadly no longer with us. He, uh, I just wanted to hang out with him and, and enjoy what he did. And, um, he was mad about football, even though he was a man city fan, the two don't go together, but you know, <laughs> um, so, so I, uh, the, the season I got into football was the first season that um, Villa started being crap, really. So we we had Martin O'Neill and we had three consecutive sixth-place finishes. And then I started and we got Gerard Houllier. Finished ninth, not a bad result. Then we got Alex McLeish, which I don't really want to talk about. Um, <laughs> Paul Lambert, more times I don't want to talk about. Relegated with tactics, Tim Sherwood and uh, Remy Gard, uh, ex-Arsenal legend. Um, yep. and then f- football got fun when we went in the championship the championship is such an underrated league it's it's really good fun and I think you guys all supporting top six clubs it's it's really strange saying you'll never know the joy of relegation um, <laughs> but the championship is such a fun underrated league and, and some of the best times at Villa this season um, uh, expelled from that were with villa in the championship and and when dean smith took over the feeling around villa was was electric we also had the the point where we were hours away from administration with tony jar i don't know if any of you remember tony jar the most insane owner of a football club i've ever seen he used to when we had transfers in the pipeline he would tweet from his personal twitter account emojis that would allude to who it was before it was announced in the media (laughs) it was crazy um But he put all of his chips on red and black came up when we didn't get promoted against Fulham in the playoffs and sold to um, our current owners. And, you know, at that point we had Dean Smith in charge, Villa fan, Jack Grealish as captain, Villa fan. um, And the feeling around the club was great. And We came up, that was the first season I had a season ticket. I've had season tickets since. I'm I'm a plastic Premier League fan at heart. Uh, only show up when we're in the Premier League, um, but yeah, it's it's funny how Villa dictates my my feeling, or, or did do until I, I had a, a a family because you can't be miserable all weekend when your club lose. Now that you've got a family, um, but it did, and and I would make my poor wife, who's got nothing to do with Villa, tell everyone she supports Villa too, wear the kits when we played, and and. Uh, yeah, just Villa's. Villa's a big part of my life. You can see behind me, uh, showing the guys on the cameras. I've got two Villa scarfs. This one's eighty-five years old. It was my mum's dad. This wow. one is is um, a lot lot younger than that. That's from my dad's dad. So so both grandparents supported Villa. So that's my justification for not supporting West Brom. And I think I made the right choice.
2: That's the uh, third mention of West Brom in a row now for our episode. For us, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you poor things. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're technically my most local club to where I am now so there's a lot of uh, West Brom fans and if I go out wearing my Villa shirt they'll they'll let you know about it
0: as well <laughs> so, so Birmingham was never an option then um,
1: I was just a little bit sick in my mouth there Dan no Birmingham was never <laughs> an option um, and also another another good one I know that so like bias aside obviously I'm not not a massive fan of Birmingham City Um or the leaky blinders, as Huddersfield called them, which I really enjoyed. Um, but I feel like Birmingham have had the roughest ride of of most clubs in the Football League. I saw a thing earlier this season where it's like, are Everton the worst managed club in the country? And I genuinely believe that's Birmingham City. Any club that can't open its grounds because they're deemed unsafe for supporters to be in there, they're crumbling. Um having to go ground share with Coventry a few seasons ago and getting like priority on the Coventry fans over their own fans is just mad. And I'm really glad to see them getting taken over, hopefully by someone with a lot of common sense, but not a lot of money um, would be the ideal. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your review of Villa's season? Well, this has got to be pretty special this season, hasn't it? Yeah, it's great. It's really good. I think, um, Unai Emery is is outstanding. I mean, if you asked me this at the start of the season, we had Steven Gerrard in charge, and I would say we've got another relegation scrap on the way. I can't quite believe that Leicester are um, apparently considering him as, as their manager. I think that's, that's absolute insanity because he was so toxic. There was reports that he used to... The way he managed training was they'd do half a day of training and then he'd give them the rest of the day off as rest every single training session they never did a full day when he was there and it explains why we only ever played for half of a match each so, time he was in charge um but emery came in uh, and his first game against united you could see night and day um we won three three nil three one um and to get into europe when we were 17th when he took over is is outstanding um I very rarely go to the football now and think, oh, well, we probably won't win this one. Whereas that was the feeling nearly every single week before. Um, yeah, it's great. It's really, really good. And, and Villa Park becomes such a nicer place to go when you're winning, as as I'm sure you all have experienced, especially uh, Dave, with, with the Emirates. The atmosphere there has been lauded now that it's it's really going really well and that is the way it should be And it's not a dig at all I think it's the same at every ground in the, in the country mm.
3: See I am um,
0: I we discussed the, the manager of the season thing last week um, and I would have given it to um, I would have given it to Emery one like said the turnaround I know Liverpool had a turnaround but again you look at the players that they're disposed mm. etc so I would have given it to him and also I kind of really like it for him because he didn't go out on good terms from Arsenal. Um, and it just shows, I think we mentioned on this this pod, he was probably the right manager at the wrong time for Arsenal. Mm. And I, I think, think that's shown the
2: wrong manager at the wrong time. Do you really? Uh, yeah. I, I do, yeah. I think because there were a lot of issues with Emery, such so he couldn't speak English. <laughs> at time we had some big players like uh, Ozil, Aubameyang, who couldn't be controlled. If you look at the way he handled the captain situation, we'd have four or five captains. We wouldn't choose which captain would be a captain. The style of play wasn't great. He dropped Ozil, but had to bring him back. I think he wasn't ready at the time, but
0: mm.
2: it, I suppose it made a good breeding ground for him.
0: Yeah.
2: So when he did return, he was more prepared. Was after think- Wenger left, club was in disarray. Right mess. Mm. And you needed someone... Probably stronger and firmer to understand the league. To come in and, I do think up. it
1: would be would be a challenge for absolutely anyone coming after after Wenger. But yeah. I totally accept your point.
2: Um, oh, sorry, Dan, I'm sorry, because I look at Ferguson and David Moyes.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So did you say sorry? Did you say are you a season ticket holder at Villa or did you just yeah. go? No, I yeah. am. I am. So terms of Europe next year, then uh, you're going to go um, to any away games or?
1: I'm going to be very broke is what's going to happen. Um, no, I don't think I'll be going to any away games in, in Europe. I have a friend who's a who's a Leicester fan, and the only um, away game he managed to get to was the Roma one where they got knocked out of the Conference League. So I'm going to try and avoid his his bad omen. I won't be going to any of the away, away ones, but I'll, I'll definitely get to the home ones. Um, yeah. At the moment, it's a really funny thing. I don't know if you... You probably wouldn't have kept up with with the seeded and unseeded teams of the Conference League. That seems a bit um, a bit out of the the interest of anyone who isn't a Villa fan. But at the moment, Villa are unseeded, but there's there's all these stipulations, and if these nine things happen, we could become one of the seeded teams. Until then, we could be drawn Juventus in our first uh, <laughs> our first game. <laughs> so it's it would be an interesting one. It'd be good fun, whatever happens. Yeah, but that's that's quite
3: cool, though, isn't it? Because like they're the sort of clubs that you want to see your club Ooh. play against. I remember when Tottenham first qualified for the Champions League and we got a rough group and I was like, This is brilliant. I want to see him play against Real Madrid and Barcelona. Yeah. True. Now I don't Very want him to, I don't want to sneak through against like Basel or, you know, some some of the I don't know why that one came to mind, apologies. <laughs> uh, but some of the lower down clubs, kinda of, you wouldn't you know, you you're in Europe to, to even get
0: knocked them. out against some of the lower clubs, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah,
3: maybe that's it. Maybe I wanted to see us <laughs> knocked out by a big team rather than get knocked out by a small team. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Joey, do go? you have
2: a do you have a favourite game you saw this season? This season.
1: Uh yes. I think the Newcastle game at home where we we beat them 3 0. Um that was one of them where we went in completely expecting like Newcastle have been incredible defensively and, and quite good offensively all season. Um but we absolutely, it was like night and day with how they, they played and, and Nick Pope, who I think is a really good keeper had, had one of the worst goalkeeping performances I've ever seen, much to my delight. Um, I think in terms of Villa players, to see Leon Bailey doing really well and, and, and running a game was was great. He's not my favourite player by any stretch of the imagination but um, when he's on fire, he's, he's electric watch.
2: Wait, did you go to the the Villa Astro match in February.
1: Uh yeah, but the less said about that the better, Dave. If, no, <laughs> there is ask
2: because that game, Villa, really impressed me. Mm. Really really good. I mean, but what I from a personal perspective, what I enjoyed most was Martinez's own goal.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can I can understand that. I think there's there's not a lot of Martinez love on this podcast as I understand it. But um <laughs> by far the best keeper I've ever had the pleasure to see live. And that includes people like uh, Peter Schmeichel when he was at Villa. Um, Mm. The one thing from that game, which I I said to Dan um, on on our chat, was when you were talking about managers and the way that they talk to referees, one thing that absolutely got omitted was the biggest criminal of that is Arteta. And it came from that game. You know that really popular gif of him doing the thing where he's rolling his hands and he looks like he's taking the mick out of someone <laughs> yeah. saying they want a sub. What actually happened was Arsenal were taking a free kick and the ball was moving. So the referee ordered it for it to be taken again. And then the disrespect there really, I'm not mad, mad on Arteta and I can understand why you are, but um, yeah, he's, he's, he's not on my Christmas card.
2: Let's, I
0: said that rather that than way. us. So yeah. Just,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, who, who's been your player of the season then
1: um I think the popular choices is is either Douglas Louise or or Jacob Ramsey have been absolutely incredible but Tyrone Mings has been outstanding and I know there's a bit of a, a joke on online about Tyrone Mings not being great but I I genuinely think he could play at most of the clubs in the Premier League he's incredible and he don't shake your head he's better than <laughs> gabriel um he so i think he has he has a rick in his game but he's oh, yeah. absolutely incredible when he's when he's coming back he's got the speed i think he he spent a lot of his career playing left back and and it shows because he uh he has that mistake in him every now and then but he he has speed he's got the physicality to absolutely own strikers and and he did when when city came to villa park and um holland uh, had wanted he was on i think he was on a, um two games where he scored a hat trick in a row and he looked absolutely invisible and that was under steven gerard so um yeah i think my player of the season's tyro mings
3: he's a big big guy isn't he i remember watching him i went to watch tottenham versus villa a couple of years ago and i didn't realize how tall he is he's yeah, huge he's isn't he massive absolutely
1: yeah. massive yeah
0: um, yeah so I think because I'm just looking at the time so we, we'll, we'll have to do our quiz but it'll be good to see if this is like a, a, a proper resurgence from Felix I can't remember was it if, I can't remember now if it was the late 90s or whatever but they were a strong side I remember they being quite a bogey side for Tottenham so I, they were one of the teams I used to always hate seeing come up in the fixture list so um, yeah yes, sir, I guess released this Thursday by the way fixture list yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. Yes. Um, so, yeah, maybe we have a a chat this time next year. <laughs> we can <should> see what <laughs> you're just doing.
3: just before we move on to to the quiz. Um, what's you know, what's the moment you kind of look back
1: as a Villa fan? You know, you watch the videos and it gives you goosebumps when you
3: when you kind of watch it
1: back. I, I have the dumbest one of this. It's so <laughs> stupid. And I was showing someone yesterday who has no interest in football. I was explaining that um, commentary makes football sometimes yeah. if you can't be there if if it, you've got a good commentator it absolutely puts goosebumps on you yeah so it was actually Tyrone Ming's first game for the club and we went 3-0 down and it was really um Billy Sharp just got a really contentious goal where he kicked the ball out of kalanich's hands when he'd saved it um and you can see when you look back on it the whole end is half empty because everyone kind of thought there's no way we're getting back from this and then between the 80th and 93rd minute Villa scored three goals and drew the game. But the the point that really sticks out to me is, um, the 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 commentary, and I can tell you exactly what it says. It goes: O'Connell's mistake, McGinn, Green, and that's it. And Andre Green scores a header uh, within the six yard box. I'll send it to you all afterwards. It's it's absolutely top tier commentary. But that sticks out to me all the time. That Hutton's run from the halfway line against Birmingham City. But all memories in the Championship. Yeah. Nice.
2: yeah nice. The the one thing from is hot the press is Villa have agreed to sign a Yuri Tillemans
1: There's a couple of things hot off the press for Villa. I think Yuri Tillemans is a great signing. Um I I think Leicester fans will tell you that he's not really been at it this season, but when you're running down a contract, it's it's hard to get motivated, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I think Emory will get get loads out of him. The question is though, who do you drop? Who who gets dropped out of that outstanding Villa three um, or have been outstanding this season of Douglas Luiz, Jacob Ramsey and John McGinn? Like I I don't know where the gap is there. You've got Bubakar Kamara in there as well, who I've uh, affectionately been calling the French Cante all season. So, um, yeah. But the the other thing is Christian Perslow, our our CEO, has has stepped down today. And uh, there's there's talk of us getting uh, Munchie from Sevilla as the new new CEO. That's that's uh, all the chat going on today. And so' um, worry
0: about that, like destabilizing um, thing.
1: Perslow was a really good uh, CEO when he came in. I think if you talk to Liverpool fans, they hate him, and I understand why now. I didn't get it for a long time, but he he definitely values the money over the fans um and this season the last two seasons our season ticket price has gone up nearly twenty percent, and they 're trying to flog um entrance to a bar for five hundred quid a season um <laughs> and and that kind of that um really just just sums up perslow and his his reign up but we've gone from the championship to relegation fodder two seasons in a row to a european uh european campaign next season so yeah. I, I'm not mad on the guy but he has done a really good job in the time that he's here um, but appointing his mate Steven Gerrard kind of just was the downfall there was talk that yeah. Nassif Suarez who's one of our co-owners stepped in and and made Emery the Emery decision before Purslow and and you could see that it was the beginning of the end from that point so if we get Monchi from Sevilla you know I don't know much about him but I, I'll trust what the club is doing um, not that I can have a say
0: in it anyway so yeah <laughs> well yeah. okay well look apologies for cutting that short now but look at the time it's our regular part of the show where we do the quiz but like I said where we get to to have a, a the three of us attempt yeah. this now because yeah I like this getting the guests to do the quiz I think maybe we, we should we should make that a regular thing um, but yeah Joey over to you Okay, so if any of you have
1: listened to to the podcast I'm on, you'll know that I'm a bit extra with uh, quizzes and things like that. So uh, I'm I'm carrying on your um, theme of penalty shootout. We're going to have a three-way penalty shootout. We'll see how well it works. Um, But before we start, I've got this. It is no surprise. It will be settled at Wembley from a penalty shootout. (laughs) Very good. So if you... Get the question right, you'll hear a sound of a goal going in from a penalty, or if you get it wrong, you'll hear commentary saying it's either been saved or dragged wide. So,
0: um, I like I'm this. Start we, with, we, uh,
3: you are raising the bar
1: significantly.
0: You. <laughs> um, you, you just get your finger ready on the miss button, right? <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I'm gonna start with Dave. Uh, can I have a number between one and 15? What I'll give you is a year. If they're too hard, I'll add the club as well. But I want the captain of the winning Premier League side from that season.
2: <laughs> wow. Uh,
1: you do have an advantage over the other guys here. I'll just give that as a spoiler. <laughs> 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 them not in home.
2: <laughs> 14, please.
1: 14, okay. We have, uh, you've chosen 95-96 season. Do you want the do you want the club as well? Would that would that make it a little bit easier?
2: I think it probably would. Okay, yeah. so
1: Manchester United 95 96 captain. captain. Roy Keane. Saved! No, that was so same. Same. not it.
0: That was quite oh. that's quite an oh. enthusiastic, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Quite a lot of that. That commentator didn't like that team. Yeah, quite a lot time. of them
1: were from the World Cup finals. So, uh, so oh. yeah, it's it's quite heated. Um, Dan S, please.
3: I didn't write down what number, Dave, you went for, but I'll go 14. for number
1: 14. Even 14,
3: I went down. Oh, I did write it down. I wondered why a random 14 was on my notebook. Um, number
1: one, please. Okay. Uh, number one is the 22-23 season uh, and Manchester City were the winners. Uh. Tory? Say again, sorry? Tori? From the 22 23 season. Oh, this, uh, that's this season,
2: isn't it? I said, that's it. You've already missed. First, first good answer. Exam. Yeah. <laughs> Are we accepting
1: answer. first answer
0: or First answer only.
1: He's dragged it wide. Unfortunately, it was oh. good one. Um Dan P., please.
0: I'll go for 12, please.
1: Number 12. Okay. That is Manchester United with the 11. Uh, sorry, the 12 13 season.
2: Ooh. 12
0: 13.
1: Dan S., you look really stressed. I'm annoyed <laughs> at, <laughs> not. I'm annoyed at <laughs> not getting it when I knew the answer.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Um, 12. I can't remember who was there. Um, Sidic. Down the middle.
1: That was a goal. Well done, Nemanja Vidic. So, back to Dave.
0: <laughs> Can we finish it there, please? <laughs> <laughs> number one.
2: Number.
1: We've had number one. I so did we've we've got... okay. yeah. write
2: that one down. Number two, then, please.
1: Okay, so the 21 20 season, Manchester City were the champions. Who was the captain?
2: Vincent Company. Ah. Saved! The
1: captain is re- Fernandinho. Oh,
2: I must, so must have retired been... the season before.
1: Yeah. Uh, Dan S. Let's go number three, please. The 15-16 season where Leicester City won the, champ- the Premier League. I know this Wes, one. Wes Morgan. Has to score. And does emphatically.
0: I wouldn't well have done. known that. I wouldn't have known Wes, that.
1: Wes Morgan. <laughs> Uh Dan Dan P, sorry.
0: Uh could I have four, please? Uh
1: the ninety-two-93 season, first Premier League season, Manchester United won. Who was their captain?
0: Our struggles true. I haven't got the Panini sticker book from that year. I showed you <laughs> i I've, I've bought the I've got 78 to 85 from Amazon. I'm not in the nineties. Um 90, 90, 90 I I don't know. Um can't even remember who was there then. Let's just say, I don't know, uh, Schmeichel.
2: Knockout takes. Almunia saves. Knockout follows him. Almunia saves
0: again. <laughs> Unfortunately, <it laughs> oh, was, that, was, um, that was really right. misleading.
1: <laughs> it was Brian Robson. Wow. Um, oh. Dave, back to you.
2: Number seven, please. This might be Number lucky. Number
1: seven. 98 99 season. Guess who won it? Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> Each name will only appear on this lot once by the way.
2: Mm. See wide!
1: Unfortunately that was Roy Keane. So Dan S, please, do you need a reminder of what numbers are available?
3: If it's five free.
1: Yep, five is us. let Let's go number five, please. Uh, that is the 94-95 season where Blackburn won the title. Ooh. Oh, is it... Was Tim Sherwood captain? Is that your answer? Yeah.
2: down <laughs> oh. the middle!
1: Tim Sherwood was captain. Well done. Oh. Tactics Tim at the helm and uh, Dan S pulls ahead. Dan P? Uh,
0: six, please.
1: Six is the 96-97 season. Manchester United again.
0: I uh, trying to remember who the old... So you said no name is repeated, right? No name is repeated. Um, Schmeichel, how's my answer last time?
1: That is Vidic. <laughs> it was Eric Cantona. Oh, Cantona.
2: Back
1: to you, Dave. 15. 15. The 03 season. Arsenal were the winners. Who was their captain?
2: 03 That's a one of two, isn't it? Uh, Vieira.
1: <laughs> and on rattles it in.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> that is correct, uh, Patrick Vieira.
0: Make it, Dan. Dan eh. If you get this, I'll make it you want.
1: I don't put the pressure on. Oh, wait, is it? If, <laughs> so yeah, that's right. It's a penalty spot well, for you. Hold, hold on just a second. If you get this right, you've won.
2: Now, this is one brave boy because this is one pressure penalty. He has experienced pressure from the spot like few others. He has suffered for that pressure. But now, a perhaps pivotal kick off the football. These are broad shoulders. This is courage. A
0: sporting moment in
2: time.
1: <laughs> Dennis, what number would you like? We've got 8, 9, 10, 11 and 13. Let's go number 8, please. Um, number 8 is the 9-10 season and Chelsea were the winners. Who was Ooh. the captain? Oh,
2: pressure is on. John Terry.
0: Oh, unbelievable. Yes.
1: <laughs> he's done it well, well done. well <laughs> played um do you want the others or are we running out of time
0: let's hear them we won't i don't think we'll go through but let's hear That's who you are
1: yes. important
0: as well come on no second no it's, it's joint <laughs> second <laughs>
1: um so we had the 0708 season that was ryan Giggs for united the 0102 season tony adams for arsenal the 0809 season was gary neville for united and the 1920 season was Jordan Henderson for Liverpool so well done Dan S
0: yeah well Thank done Dan S all right no. <laughs> dictator, no, it's cheer. yeah cheers for that Joey that was, that was a great quiz um yeah thanks for coming on again so do you just want to remind listeners where they can hear your voice elsewhere
1: yeah, of course. Uh thanks for having me. It's been been really good. Uh you can find me at, at Game Club Pod on Twitter and at Game Club Pod everywhere else as well, but you can mainly find me in the replies of Just Football on Twitter.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, cheers, Joey. Um Dan, anything from you before we go?
3: Um no, not for me. I'm just going to win graciously and I'm not say
0: anything. <laughs> uh Dave, anything I think from that you? That makes
2: Dan level with me on number of wins but I'd also thank once again uh, Matthias for everything uh, for teaching us everything about Norwegian football Odin Horden and uh, Martin Oedegaard the usual uh, share, subscribe download, listen do what you need to do
0: yeah. and and yeah just to reiterate that so also just to say yeah make sure you subscribe to joey's pods and for us as they were saying you can get us on twitter at just football pod and drop us an email at justfootballpod at gmail.com um, we're always up for guests so if you've got any good footballing stories or we haven't spoken about your team or you want to come on drop us a mail and yeah let us know so we'll see you next time Thanks for listening to
2: Just Football. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can follow us on Twitter at JustFootballPod or contact us through email on JustFootballPod at gmail.com. We'll be back next time with more football talk. Until then, keep your head up and your eyes on the ball.